Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. Girl D Scott, sorry I'm late. Just got some information when I was trying to log in and I linked my account so that I'm able to notify people when I'm on. And I was notified that my password on Facebook had been changed a few hours ago. And unfortunately, I wasn't the one that did it. So I um, am very paranoid about certain shit. So, so there's like three <laughs> walls that you would have to go through to get to me on any of the social media. So, I mean, if you steal a password or if you, you know, whatever, whatever, that's fine. We can just go ahead and redo it. But um, I, I kind of feel like because today is January 11th, which is 111, and I believe in angel numbers. I'm not sure if you guys know what that means, but I definitely believe in 111, 1111 um, as symbols from the other side or just um, affirmations. So I find it kind of ironic that, I spend a lot of my time trying to make sure that I'm protected and trying to make sure that I'm giving the people what they want. And so I actually spoke with my attorney today about making sure that I get what the fuck I need and that I get what I want out of situations. Um, And 2016, I mean, no different than 2015, is also going to be about business. But this year I I got to be a little bit more mean. So for as pit bullish as I am, in person, I need to be a little bit more like that about my money, about, you know, people that owe me shit, and about calling favors in. And so at this point, I can't play no game. So you know what? If Facebook got to fucking go, then Facebook got to go. And I know that whoever hacked it was probably hoping that I was going to enter in my new information, such as my phone numbers and everything. I mean, I've had that Facebook account since 2009. And it has become a struggle for me to get up every day, read through people's bullshit, read through people's lies, read through people's memes, read through people's dumb shit. And there's real life world issues going on. Not that, you know, Instagram is is any better, but it's something that's entertaining and it's something that I am, that's my demographic. Um, I was excited about Facebook because it put me in contact with, you know, people that I went to high school with or people that I um, know personally, um, hence why it was in my, you know, my other name, which is Denise Scott, which is my pen name, which if you know me personally, you know, that's not my real name. My name is Denise, of course, but that's not my last name. It's my maiden name. So, Um, I made the decision, instead of trying to recover the account, I'm going to just let it go. I'm going to definitely try to recover it um, 
this week and then just deactivate it because it takes up too much of my fucking time. Um, I'm not on Snapchat. I just got on Periscope. If you're not following me on Periscope, you can follow me at 0FUXNation, 0FUXNation. I just feel like, you know, to have a breach of security on Facebook when I set up specific parameters to make sure that that specific account cannot be hacked. I mean, it's not an open page. It's my private page. So, you know what? You motherfuckers want to hack shit? Cool. No private shit then. So anything that I post is what the fuck I feel like I want you to see. And you're not going it, to, it's not going to be anything like what the fuck you think. Because now, now I'm, I'm in a place where, you know, I really don't want to fucking post anything at all. And if you choose to listen to me, that's great. If you choose to buy my shit, that's great. If you don't, I really don't give a fuck. Because I'm here to make sure that my mental health is taken care of and to make sure that my family and everything is safe. Like, who the fuck am I? Like, what Like, what was so important on my page? And you know what's really, really fucking doubly crazy is that the two people that I cared the most deeply for are fucking computer guys, both of them. Hackers, that's what they do for a fucking living, but for a living. But what people don't understand is that my stepfather, okay, that's what he does for a living too. My son's a hacker. So you understand what I'm saying? Like safety first always, but like since you want to hack it in people's account, I'll just leave it there. Because what's better than a hacked account? No fucking account. How about that? So now, congratulations, motherfucker. You wanted to see, go ahead and see it all. None of my beloveds on there. None of my paramours are on there. You had a better chance of staying on fucking Instagram, which I'm about to separate church and state on that motherfucker, too. And now it's lawyer season because then we find out that someone had been stealing photos off a page. Now, I, I just don't know what the fuck is going on with you people. I really just don't. You know, you, you don't have enough going on in your miserable little fucking life that all you have to do is go and try to hack into people's shit. I don't even, listen, I don't even advertise. You'd never see me tagging you in shit like, oh, please buy this, please buy that. If you go on my website, www.stanyolane123.com, and you choose to buy something, that's great. If you don't, thanks. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, this shit pisses me the fuck off. And now I would definitely like to say a special thank you to Blog Talk Radio because now I'm a part of their revenue sharing program. So I don't get paid to be on fucking Facebook. So Facebook can fuck off right now. They made it extremely difficult for me to try to recover my account, so I'm just not going to fucking do it. Why would I do that? Yeah, motherfuckers want to listen to the show. You know where to find me. You've been you've been stalking long enough. You've been sidelining long enough. You've been coming up to me, you know, privately telling me that you support me publicly. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, tonight's show is called Fame. What it is and why I don't need it. I don't want the fame. I just want the money. You know, and people say money can't buy you happiness. That's that's really not true. It's it's really not. Because I can't remember one time when I was broke and I was happy. I just I don't recall it. At all, aside from when I was a child and I didn't know any better. As I got older and I've been working two jobs since I'm, you know, 14, 15 years old, I like money. I'm sorry. You know, I, I like choices. I like knowing that my son doesn't have to eat certain things and that he doesn't have to eat food out of cans. You know, I like knowing that I, I have enough money to pay for shit. Okay, I like knowing that I can plan vacations and go to Kentucky Derby and, 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 and get in my, in my truck or my car or whatever when I need to and go where I need to go. I like being able to help my family and friends, you know. So I, I just don't remember a time when I was broke that I was happy. I just don't recall it. So now I'm going to get into um, 
just some some things and and another thing that kind of um I'm just so tired of social media, I really am, especially in a Facebook forum. Um, There was a, uh, I guess there was an incident um, somewhere where a man was walking in the park with his daughter and was accosted by five men who told him, I guess at gunpoint, to leave while they had his way with his daughter. And the man left the girl in the park. Um, now, I don't know if he went to get help. I, I can't, those are the types of things that I, I can't read about, I can't hear about. I, I don't, I don't want to hear anything to do with children um, because I feel like children are innocent and they, they were put here to be protected. They weren't put here to be mistreated. And so um, there was a discussion, and everybody on Facebook's a fucking philosopher, you know, and uh, with no letters behind or in front of their name. So I usually never tell people that I've written some books and I've done some research and I got some letters behind my name and things like that. I usually don't tell people that until they piss me off and then they say shit like, well, how do you know, or, you know, challenge me and then I get pissed off and then I have to tell them exactly how the fuck I know. So this gentleman says to me, it would have made more sense to have the father leave and then go get help and come back. And I'm like, but, you know, I'm a mental health advocate. And, unfortunately, if you try to accost me and my son in the park, I ain't going no fucking where. I'm just, I'm not. So I guess I'll just be dead. But one of y'all motherfuckers, one of y'all five, your mother going to be having a funeral too. Um, and I got a lot of slack a couple years back when I was on another radio show where they asked me what I would do if it was my child in the sixth grade who he was and no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm giving him. I'm giving him age. No, no, no. The little boy was in the fourth grade, and was pulled into a bathroom just a couple of years ago. Um, and at the time, my son was in the fourth grade. And so they said, "Well, what would you do if you, it was your son that was pulled into the bathroom and raped by boys, and made to do all these sex acts with boys? I don't give a shit if it was boys or girls. If it was against my son's will, I said, well." First of all, fuck suing the school because I think their insurance policies only hold about 100000 a piece, and that, that's not enough for this mental anguish that my son has went through. Um, everybody's going to have to get hit by a car in the crosswalk. And so I was kicked off the show, never invited back. Um, so I tried to explain to this guy that my thinking is just a little bit different, and I'm just not – this isn't a, a case where we're on an airplane and I have to give him the oxygen first and then, you know, give myself the oxygen first and then give it to him. Like, you're going to tell me to leave my kid in a in a park so you could do God knows what to him and then I, I'm going to go somewhere? I don't give a fuck if it was at gunpoint or not. I would never want my child to think that I abandoned him to save my own ass. And it goes back to what I said before on a, like a few, I think maybe two months ago on the show where I said, where are these black men? Like, you you motherfuckers kill me. You really, really fucking kill me because if it was Jim Bob and them, Jim Bob and them going out in a hail of bullets, they slapping the shit out of everybody, they setting shit on fire, they screaming help, they doing something, they doing some Tai Chi moves, they're not going to do that. Jim Bob and them, when the police was beating this shit out, they people, Jim Bob and them will jump the police. Am I saying that's right? No. But what I am saying is that, you know what, you guys want to talk about, we, we had an incident, um, a question on the show where it says, what do I think about men that think I'm an angry black woman? And I say, well, shit, because sometimes I am angry. But do I fit the stereotype? No. But you want to know one reason why I might be mad is because I don't feel protected. I don't feel protected at all. So if I don't feel protected and I'm meaner than a motherfucking boa constrictor, I'm meaner than a fucking python, okay? 
you wouldn't even be able to get that close to me. So if I'm that mean, just imagine what someone with, with lesser issues is. She's real angry, right? So the number one thing that a black man can do for any woman, doesn't matter black, white, or indifferent, any man, any man, but especially a black man, you know, given our history and all, is to make a woman feel like she's safe and feel like she's protected. Taraji P. Henson just came on television the other day. She didn't say she wanted a man with money. She said she wanted a man that made her feel safe. And I think that when you get to a certain age, a certain level, a certain status, protection comes in all forms. It's not just the brawn. It's not just the brute. It's, it's the financial protection. Are we okay? Are you going to come to me if we really ain't got it so that we could go get it? Are you going to come to me before the fucking business and so I don't, I'm not out here filing fucking bankruptcy, you know what I'm saying, because you fucked up the money, not that you'd ever have access to it. You understand what I'm saying? Like these are things that make women feel safe. So we watch my ratchet television shows, my love and hip-hop, where the girl went back to stripping because the motherfucker done lied to her and told her. that I mean, and we watched this like, oh, that's not real life. Shit, it's somebody's real life. Somebody has had to go back to stripping sometime within the last six months or during a recession because their man was unable to provide. Okay? Now, what I also wrote, and, and, and I was very clear about this mm, three years ago, I think in 2013, when we did the book Games with Saladin, is I said, when the money dry up, the pussy dry up. And I don't even like to say the pussy word. However... I want y'all to see the correlation. When we are in a position where we don't feel safe and we don't feel protected, we have absolutely no fucking respect for you at all. So if you would allow someone to talk to you crazy in the presence of your children or in the presence of your wife or your spouse or your girlfriend, we're looking at you like this punk motherfucker right here. As evidenced in the Tyler Perry movie, and I know you, you know, some of y'all don't like Tyler Perry, but what's the movie where the girl caught AIDS and shit because she didn't feel protected? I'm not saying it's her man's fault, but she didn't feel protected by her man. She was like, you let this motherfucker do X, Y, and Z. We also ex- we, we saw this exhibited in uh, the movie Crash where Terrence Howard's character failed to protect his wife, Tandy Newton, um, and, and, you know, when the police were accosting her. So, you know, you guys are sitting there saying that, you know, social media is emasculating black men. No, I think you guys are doing a great job on your own. I think you guys are cutting your own fucking dicks off and shoving them up your ass. That's what I think that you're doing. If you, you know what I'm saying? Like, we defend you to the ends of the earth. Black women, we go out, we're on the front lines, we're marching, we're Ferguson, we're Mike Brown. I still am waiting to see the march for Sandra Bland. And I'm going to talk about this shit for 175 motherfucking years until a gang of black men gets together and rallies for those five and six black women that died the same month that Sandra Bland died. Okay? That's what I'm going to do. I'll wait. Because it's okay when we're defending you, but y'all motherfuckers can't never defend us. You think, let me get back to the park. So this gentleman, and the mentality scares the fuck out of me, that this man would get on Facebook, which everything is recorded, just so you know. You you could delete it. You could do whatever you want to do. It, it's all still there. And, um, and can be used against you in a court a lot, just so you know. So this man says to me, well, um, first of all, um, what I would really do if I was criminal-minded. I can't make this shit up. This man really said this to me. He says, if I was really criminal-minded, and I didn't post about it. It was a friend of mine. He says, I would rape I would rape you, make your son watch, and then I would rape him and make you watch. Like, what the fuck? First of all, and, and it does something to me because 
what the fuck are you talking about, number one? I said, first of all, you would never even get that close to me and my son. You would never even be that close walking to me, to where I felt uncomfortable. You would never be that close. And I said, and like I said before, I'm not the average girl. Your mother would be attending a funeral. So if my son got to attend a funeral because you decided to kill me, trust me, your mother's going to be attending one too. All y'all motherfuckers getting fucked up. And then for every generation after that, one of y'all kids going to get clipped. I don't give a fuck. You ain't give a fuck about mine. And then I got to think about what the fuck would make somebody say some shit like that. And you don't know me. So this is what was funny to me. But I don't think it's funny when people say shit like that because there's a difference between a homicidal and a suicidal ideation. So if you can think of it, that means that you could do it. Because who would think, who would say that? So most of my ideations are homicidal. And they don't have anything to do with, like, you know, rape or, you know, sexual deviancy proceed or anything like that. It has to do with, like, in a situation, what would you do? So that means if I have to paper cut your ass a thousand times with a notebook, if I got to fucking bust your ass in the head with an antique typewriter, that's what the fuck. I'm looking around the room to figure out how I'm going to defend myself if I get uncomfortable. That's why I barely leave my house. So he goes on and on, and I said, you know what, you must not be a father because I would hate to be your child. I would hate to be your low-born offspring because, like, you're not even going to protect your own flesh and blood. Kids aren't going to remember my dad went and I was saved after they raped me and beat the shit out of me. No, they're going to remember, you know, my dad died trying to protect me. So dude was like, it could have been a setup. I don't give a fuck what it was. And he was like, that's what you say right now. No, no. No, 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 no. That's not what I say. That that's what I did. And I told him, I said, I then I gotta pull the link out, www.stayinyourlane123.com, and let a motherfucker know I've been in a situation where it, it it could have ended badly for me and my son. And I could tell you that in that situation, that man was choked the fuck out with a telephone cord while my son was asleep. Because I don't want you to wake my child with your foolishness. So I took an ass whooping, silently punched in the ribs, everything. Okay, broke nose, everything. Okay, then calmed myself down and attempted to kill this motherfucker while my son was asleep. The minute that I saw him in the same eye shot as my son, I said, "Mm, one of us is not going to leave here. And I don't call the police. He called the police on me because he got Crocodile Road and choked with a motherfucking cord from uh, from the phone. And my son did not wake up. Mission accomplished. And he slept in fear in that house until we left. Locked doors, everything. Okay? So I'm not just talking about some shit. I'm talking about shit that I've actually already lived through. Like I told him, I said, I've been shot, stabbed, strangled, you know, mutilated, you know, been unconscious, knocked the fuck out, broke bones, everything. So I'm not, you know, I suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. So you think that you're going to get that close to me where I'm going to allow you to do something to my child, you would be very silly. And then he's like, oh, well, maybe. No, maybe nothing, motherfucker. You should shut the fuck up. You sound like a fucking serial rapist right now. You sound like I want to call somebody about you. You sound like I'm going to have to skip trace your name and address so we could go to your house and make sure you don't have child porn. That That's what you sound like. So that fucking upset me. And then that was another reason I feel like, you know what, I don't need to be – You know, not that I don't look at the news, not that I don't read the news, and we're going to get to the David Bowie situation because we lost another great one. And um, let's let's be clear. You black men may not want us, but David Bowie sure took one of the baddest ones, didn't he? He was married to Iman for decades. You know, so I don't want to hear black women are angry and we're bitter, and then when we choose to go date outside of our race, which is where I'm at right now, um, 
you know what I'm saying? It's a big deal. It's a problem. Y'all motherfuckers have been doing it to us for years. You have not valued black women in a very, very long time. You haven't. Okay? So if we're a little bit angry or bitter, it's because you've probably attempted to take everything from us, and we, we survived. You know what I mean? We survived that. So as a woman, I'm sure that I'm not well-liked um, because of the fact that, you know, you left me no choice but to be managed. You left me no choice but to have to fend for myself. And the only time that you'll see me strike as hard as I do is when you back me into a corner and you leave me no choice. Because if it's me or you, it is, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfortunate that I have to do my family like that. It's unfortunate that I'm going to have to do my Facebook fans like that because people don't know how to act and they don't know how to keep their hands to themselves. You know, you want to steal my picture and put it in the back pages and fucking uh, Craigslist in Detroit, whatever, whatever, that's fine. But just know, like I said, I know where your kids go to school. I know where your mom parks her car in that raggedy-ass carport. I could even probably tell you her uh, license plate number if I really went back and looked at the pictures that were sent to me. So that probably wasn't a good move, dumbass. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, I just get very paranoid, and I really thought that I didn't have a reason to be paranoid, but I guess... As you form opinions about things, people like it or they don't like it, they follow. You know, as you make statements, people like it or they don't like it, they follow. Um, I went last week and had a really good time um, with some people that I work with, my Vampire Life family. You know, we talked, we drank, and, I, you know, I told them, I said, I don't drink and drive. So I went over there in some footy pajamas, and, you know, we had a good time. And it had been so long since I had interaction with people that are awake the same hours I am. I mean, I didn't go to bed this morning until 9 o'clock in the morning, but then I didn't get up till probably 6 p.m. You know, it's just that's part of my process right now. And, um, you know, last night I was insanely productive. I was able to do, like, 15 loads of laundry, fold shit up. I'm not a folder. I don't like folding clothes up. And then I separated my dry cleaning shit. So, oh, you have to excuse me. Oh. I've been drinking Bloody Marys all week, trying to make sure that I get healthy. So vodka's been my drink of choice. And contrary to popular belief, I bought that bottle of vodka uh, December 26th, the day after Christmas, and it's still here. So whatever the fuck you think about me and my drinking or whatever it is, it really doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, if you can't pass the drug test, don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. Okay. Don't worry about what the fuck I'm doing. If motherfuckers be so worried about me and my anger and if I'm having a drink or a cocktail here and there after my son goes to bed, or even if he was awake, you so worried about him, come get him. You understand what I'm saying to you? But you're not going to do that. You just want to talk shit. See, if I go to my brothers and I say to my brothers, I don't like the way you're raising my nieces, I'm saying that with full integrity and full intention of saying if you continue fucking up or doing whatever it is that you're doing, and I ain't talking about petty shit. I ain't talking about the past. I'm talking about currently, okay? People can say a lot of things about me, but you're not going to say that I'm a bad mother. I give up my whole life. I sacrifice my entire life for my son. I don't date. I don't have boyfriends. I don't have a fucking life. My life is my son. Men are not important to me. Sex is not important to me, okay? What's important to me is making sure that the next generation of black men doesn't turn out like this skinny jean-wearing one, Okay? like these motherfuckers that are confused about their sexuality when really they're not, you know, or, or the kids that are scared to come out because they don't want to be beaten or whatever, okay, or rejected by their family member. I'm not raising that kind of generation of a black male child. 
So, yes, he's Dominican and he has Spanish roots. But at the same time, like I told him, when some people, when they look at you, they're going to say that's still a nigga. So don't ever think that just because your hair is a little bit feathery and because, you know, your father doesn't speak English that you are immune to any level of racism because we've already seen that happen. And it's unfortunate. Trash raising more trash kids. So y'all talk about white trash. What about the black trash? What about the hefty bags? What about y'all motherfuckers that ain't raising your kids, but you you aspire to be uh, trap queens and, and, and your baby's father, if you even know who he is, to identify him. He's wearing a superhero belt buckle. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, those types. See, I'm raising my son to be against that, to not be that type. And that has nothing to do with the way he dresses. It's just his mentality. So when we get to a level where the mentality becomes privilege, it's time to do shit like put him in a boxing ring. Don't you think you know everything? You think you want to raise up on people? Cool, let's go to the boxing ring. Let's get that energy out, you know. And I have plenty of boxer friends, you know, Lacey, Winky, you know, all of them, Spatter 4, that one's out of uh, Bernie and my little cousin, so he's going to be excited when he sees the boom is trying to take that path. But also because my son has debilitating uh, eczema, you know, and I ain't talking about like just, you know, a little bit. No, 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 no. I'm talking about his entire epidermis is probably going to be scarred, you know, so we have to, you know, do some um do some treatments to to get that taken care of. So I got a kid in braces and about to be in private school and then fucking glasses. And all I do is work. So if you see me out having a good time or whatever, whatever, and you think that whatever it is that you're thinking, I, I just, I can't care because I deserve to be able to go and have a cocktail. I deserve to be able to go out and be able to be with my friends and not feel guilty about it when half you fucking bras don't even be around your kids. They be around their grandparents all the time. You know what I mean? And also, don't fucking try to judge me. And then you sit there, and with the same mouth, you 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 know you you're you're in last place. You know, I wonder what kind of mother a lot of you would be if you just went and sat the fuck down. I wonder would a lot of kids still be alive if you didn't bring fucking boyfriends around your kids. I wonder if a lot of little girls and boys would have been less raped if you had just went and sat your motherfucking ass down. My cat is in heat. I'm not. The, the, this shit that I go through is fucking disposable. And then every time somebody hacks one of my accounts, it just makes me fucking even more paranoid to say, you know what, that's it. I, I can't do it. I got to get some other shit off my chest, too, because it was some shit that was bothering me in the new year, and I just I want to let it go. So um, last week, and we're going to go into the line of questioning um, tomorrow. We'll probably do another Tell the Truth Tuesday about what, you know, you know, tell the truth about my damn self because we didn't really get into the sex and all that other stuff. And the answer is yes, of course, I absolutely enjoy sex. Unfortunately, it's just not important. And I've had the pleasure of being with men that enjoyed sex just as much as I did. And um, unfortunately, um, one of them um, is dead to me, and that's his fault. Um, and so I'll never see him again in life. And that was an entirely different situation, I want to be clear, than the situation that I was in on and off for eight years. Um, let me see, seven, 14, yeah, no, yeah, we're going on nine years now, I think. Um, it would be nine years um, since 2007, 2008. And um, that was a totally different situation. And that situation in Florida had to end because we were at a stalemate. Um, it wasn't that I didn't love him. I think that I did. It was just the fact that it wasn't 
going to go anywhere. And it was the fact that his M.O. never changed. Like, he never, and I know he's been listening to the show, so I know he's probably listening now. Um, And I think that when he found out about Texas Dude, that he kind of was just like, oh, my God, she, you know what I'm saying, she slept with someone, she, you know, da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I can go years without sex. That doesn't bother me. But then when I do get it, it's going down. Like, we probably won't leave the room for three days. You can ask Texas Dude. He'll tell you. So my issue is that it's difficult to um, say, like, oh, well, you don't want to be in relationships because of what Texas did. No, because I wasn't really in a relationship with Texas. We, You know, we were together, but he you know, had other plans. He had shit he needed to do. He needs to go get married. And it's not to me, so he he's dead. So there's nothing I can do to revitalize that situation, and he lied. And he was sneaky, and he continued down his path of nothingness. And I can't um, – I, I think what made me more sad about that situation is I saw so much potential and so – just for him, not with us, but just – for him that he wasn't tapping into. So it kind of hurts when you're trying to help someone and then they take it upon themselves to call themselves a blogger or to say that they're this and to say that they're that. When I've put in a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of hours and written a lot of pages for a lot of people and got paid some money to do what the fuck it is that I do. And so um, that situation ended abruptly and it was devastating for me. Of course, I, I don't, want to make it seem like I wasn't hurt or I wasn't upset, but I can't lose sleep over motherfuckers that ain't losing sleep over me. And I think that perhaps the biggest mistake that he made was taking the plea deal. See, because when I'm done with you, I'm just done, you know, and, and really, and I said this in my book, Daniel Lane, you know, I think every, almost every woman kind of wants a guy that's going to say, no, I'm not leaving. And not in a weird stalkery way, but in a, in a, you know, this is stupid. Let me figure out what I need to do. And I gave you the opportunity and you didn't want to do it. So I want you to go get married and have mediocre children and live a mediocre life and cheat on her every single day. Cause that's what you're going to do because you're not happy. Um, but you would do it to me too. So you had to, de- you had to go, you, you had to die. And then you were sneaky. You ran off with our friend and tried to hang out with her. And then you you just, you, you fucked it up for everyone, really. And it was a situation that I, I really deep down was like, this is somebody that I could be friends with later on. Not so much. So he died. And then there was a situation in um, Florida, which I just recently had conversation with him. And it's just, I'm so tired and exhausted by him because it's the same thing every time. You're supposed to be here. You should be here. You should be doing this. Well, let me ask you this, motherfucker. What exactly did you do to make me want to come there? I told you go find me a house. You didn't do it. I told you, you know, I'm done with these conversations. We need to be married. And not that that, that I want to be married, to him perhaps, but... Because I, I, I really, I, you can't sell me a dream I've already lived. Um, I, I had the whirlwind marriage. I had the whirlwind courtship. I have the beautiful baby, and you know, it, it's it's. I've already done that. Right now, I'm just more concerned with my personal health and well-being. So, and getting my money because money has never did me dirty. It is exactly who the the little paper says it is. You know, this says it's a five-dollar bill. Unless you got a great counterfeiter, that it's a five-dollar bill. Um, men are not who they say they are. So when I find out, because I've been dating for a long time, you know, when you sit back and you look at 
quasi or pseudo relationship that you were in for eight years and you realize that that's a certain percentage of your life, it makes it real easy for you to tell somebody to fuck off and to go get some Rogaine. It makes it extremely easy to do that because I just don't want to waste any more time. And I don't feel like I wasted any time with him. I feel like um, time is fluid and I feel like, you know, anything that ever happened to me, you know, some people look at life and they say, oh my God, I wasted the best years of my life on you. Well, if that's what you think, then you were stupid. I don't think, I don't look at any of my relationships as a waste, not Texas, not any of them. They were all there for a moment. Um, Even the near-death experiences, those things happen in that moment and for a reason. So I have issue with people that feel like they should be catching up or, you know, you should be, you know, acting out what I call the whole stroll, you know, and just acting a fool and, you know, doing this because you didn't get to do it, you know what I mean, when you were in your 20s or 30s when you were supposed to be a fucking fool. Um, So I just wanted to clarify that, yes, I have feelings. Those are the two, you know, major ones. And then I have, um, you know, my old beloveds. We're talking about from the time I'm like 17, 18 through like, you know, 25. You know, there were some great ones, you know, in there as well. Two of them are incarcerated. Um, I'm pretty sure they've done things, you know what I mean, and um, so, you know, like I said, there's some people that I'm not, um, well, wait a minute, the other one that I had to strangle with the phone cord, he's dead too, like, I hope he's dead in real life, like, he was just a waste of human flesh on earth, like, I never seen anyone so mentally ill in my life. The one in Texas, I just think, you know, he would always cover it up and say that it was timing. And I don't, I don't, I don't believe in timing. I believe that if I don't like this motherfucker over here, I'm not going to be with you. I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't care what you buy me. I don't care if you were taking me down every day. I'm not, I'm just not going to be with you. If the thrill is gone and you ain't doing nothing to get it back and we just don't like each other, we just, we don't get along and that's it. Um, but I have a tendency to get in relationships with people relatively quickly because of this notion that, you know, I'm not trying to sit around and, you know, mince words with you. You know, I, there was a guy the other day, and he's like, you should let me take you out. I was like, that'll never happen. He's like, come on, let me, you know, I'll take you home. No, that'll never happen. Why? Because I'm crazy. What do you mean you're crazy? I'm crazy. So I was like, no, nah, I think I'm on meds. I'm actually off them, by the way. And, um, well, you know what? I could be on meds, too. Oh, excuse me. I said, no, but I got a violent tendency. I might kill you. I want to die. Kill me. That's like the fifth time a man told me he wanted me to die or wanted wanted me to kill him. And then there was another one that I was like, you have to be willing to kill for me. And he's like, I'd kill for you. Where do you fucking people come from? Like, I'm a stranger. What if I was, like, in the FBI or some shit? Like, you just telling some random strange girl that you would kill for her? You know what I'm saying? Or that you would die for her? Like, I don't, I don't know. And it just, it's all getting just too wishy-washy. It's all getting, and it all starts out the same. It always starts out all hot and heavy. And I'm not talking sex. It's just, oh, my God, they're calling you a thousand times a day. And then all of a sudden, they're like, why are you mad if I can't call you back? Motherfucker, because obviously, what, what do you do for a living that you were able to do it before and you can't do it now? Inconsistency is a killer in my relationship. You start being inconsistent. I don't, look, I don't give a fuck about your life. If you started out a certain way, then ended a certain way. The dude in Florida started out very different than the dude in, in Texas. The dude in Texas saw the fuck off. The dude in Florida has actually been pretty consistent over the eight years, being a fucking douchebag. That's what, that's what he does. You know what I mean? And the chicks that allow him to do it, they're the nozzle. 
So he's the douchebag, you're the fucking nozzle, because you allow him to do that. So all you're doing is prolonging his fucking punishment and his, his, his you know, uh, you know, the man tells me I want children and I want to be married before 2016. You sound crazy as fuck. That means that whoever you're going to marry and get pregnant, she needs to be pregnant within the next three, four months, you dumbass. And we know that you're nowhere near that, Gary. You understand what I'm saying? So I just, I'm so tired of y'all. I really am. Like, I'm just so tired of it all. I just, you know what it is? I just want a partner. I, I, I don't even, I don't want to marry none of y'all motherfuckers. I don't want none of your illegitimate ass Mardi Gras bastard babies. I, I'm not interested in building a legacy with anybody else at this time. There, I said it. Um, am I eternally single? Just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm alone. And if you haven't married any of your baby's moms, you're fucking single too. Because I hate when single dudes try to tell single females, that's probably why you're single. No, let's talk about why you single. You inconsistent, lying, illiterate motherfucker wearing fucking white socks with black dress shoes, asshole. Oh, I'm so mad at black men today. I really am. You know, and it's not every day. I'm I'm just real mad at y'all today, leaving them babies in the park like that. You know, not doing nothing for Sandra Bland, but then you got a whole bunch of slick shit to say about black women. You're breaking into my motherfucking accounts, and it ain't no female doing that. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't understand y'all, so I'm going to just leave y'all at that. I'm getting ready to um, log off right now. I got some other shit to do, some more searching to figure out if we're going to cut off any other social media accounts since y'all don't know how to act when I try to give y'all access because I'm a real person. So may uh, David Bowie rest in paradise, rest in peace. We're going to leave the show with one of my faves from him. <laughs> 